Hello and welcome to Green Pass Gaming's Midweek Podcast. I am your host, Flap, and tonight we have three quarters of the GPG crew with the fourth quarter on his way as we speak. So that we, we will have all four of us on the show tonight. So that's pretty cool. And we'll wait for Puxley's arrival as and when he can, which hopefully will be momentarily. Um, but let's do a quick round and introduction of the GPG crew that we do have here. And we'll start with yourself, Scott, if that's okay, because you're next to me on the screen. Um, how the devil are you, sir? And uh, yeah, what have you been up to since we last spoke, which was Sunday, I believe? Yeah, it hasn't been that long since we last spoke. Um, a, a rare Thursday show, it feels like these days. I can't remember the last time. Um, yeah. At least I, I did a show. So it's good to be back on our, on our regular uh, Thursday uh, slot. We're kind of getting back into the regular cadence of things at the moment, which is uh, which which is nice. Obviously, life always finds a way to to get in the way of these sorts of things. But um, yeah, I'm I'm doing good, mate. Thank you very much. I haven't played an awful lot of games since since we last spoke. Uh, if I'm being completely honest with you, mainly just because of work. Um, but the usual, continuing my playthrough Doom Eternal. Um, playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, oh, okay. Fall Guys, Halo, dabbling in in a few in a few of those, mate. So, yeah, but it's been good. Looking forward to the show. Excellent. Yes, I, I have to be honest. I'm in a similar boat. It's been an incredibly busy week, and I know Luke's probably uh, had a similar kind of week. But um, I'm just kind of carrying on with the games that I was playing um, pretty much on Sunday. But Luke, how are you, my friend? What have you been up to? Yeah, very well, thanks. Yeah, I've. Uh... Again, not been playing much. Um, one thing I have been playing, funnily enough, is um, uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. Ah, uh, because interesting. Because it's avail- available on PS yeah. Plus. Uh, and I thought ahead of Stray, I'd get um, PS Plus Premium mm-hmm. and see how it is. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's the monthly game or the big monthly game. So I've been playing that. Uh, it's actually really good, uh, which I think was known anyway. Um but uh, it's you know crash but bigger and furrier i suppose um, <laughs> so uh yeah it's it's really good and um and that's pretty much about it um i also managed to very elusively find a second ps5 that i was looking wow, for nice. um, well which was about a week of solid effort so it's still really difficult to get these things and even yes. then it was pretty difficult to get it on the day um, but I did, so I'm happy about that. And that is for the sole reason that um, my wife wants to play God of War. Um, so uh, well, she, and, she's not allowed on your PS5 then. Well, well she's playing God of War. Exactly. This is this is it. Yeah, exactly. This is exactly it. That we that um, usually in the past, like basically, whenever a big PS game comes out in particular, she, lo- she loves like Horizon, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us, all of that stuff, right? So the the problem is that we only have one PS5, and it's not as if I can get those games day one on PC, which would probably alleviate mm. this problem. Yeah. Um, but we both want to play them, and so we have to take it in turns, but we're both super susceptible <laughs> to spoilers. So like we're both ah. really spoiler conscious. So um, I like we have to go out of the room. You know, (laughs) so um, we were like, okay, we've got a a guest bedroom now. It's nice. And it's actually really her room. Uh, It's got a good TV in there. So we were like, actually, should we just get another PlayStation 5? Uh, Nice. Did you go for the disc version or discless? Yeah, I I was going to ask that. I got the discless. I actually found one. Nice. Uh, So you can game share on PlayStation, can't you? Similar to what you can do on Xbox. Yes. 
Yes, you can. Yeah. Yep. So we'll be doing because she had again. She's also really finicky. Like she likes her own profile on the existing PS Five. Yeah. And yeah. she won't. Yeah. Like, she won't just like play mine and do a new save or whatever. She'll be on her <laughs> yeah. own. Yeah. So I mean, that's fair. Um, we we do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I went for the discless. That was the, the one I really wanted. Uh, I wanted that originally, actually, but it, it was just so hard to find when it came out. Um, uh, but I managed to find one. Uh, and so uh, that's coming uh, fairly soon. Oh, that's nice. really cool. To be honest, I was in the same boat. I was after a discless version. Um, and when it came to, to putting an order in on game, all they had was the disc version. Um, yeah. Which, I don't know, is it an extra 80 quid? I can't remember how much more it is now. 100, 80, 100 quid? 100, yeah, I think. Uh, 100, 100 quid. quid. Yeah. 100 quid, yeah. Um, so I was thinking, you know... That, I, isn't it? Well, it is, it is, but don't forget, obviously, if you're buying disc games or disc-based games, you can actually save quite a lot of money on those, particularly if you're yeah. picking them up secondhand or whatever. So there is, you know, it, it's not necessarily... Some incentive. Uh, yeah, exactly that. And you can claw it back if you're a bit prudent. Yeah, I do think the PS Plus or the new tiers of PS Plus kind of make those waters a little bit more murky yep. because if I was prior to the new PS Plus um, tiers being released, if I was to pick up PlayStation 5, I would probably go for the disc version purely because I would look to pick up maybe secondhand copies of older titles. Um, you know, I'm not, it wouldn't likely be my main system and then I'll be able to maybe sell them on or, or, or whatever. Um, but because of the new PS Plus having such a stellar collection of games mm-hmm. in it, maybe PS Plus is the the more viable option. But then, I mean, we could chat about this if you want, guys. And Luke and Flap, you guys might have first-hand experience of this, but is having both PS Plus, well, extra or premium, and Game Pass, is that a good move? I'm sure it is in terms of, look at all the bloody games you get, but in terms of just financial or economic sense, um well, are you, are you going to have enough time in the day to play all these bloody games that are going to be on cross-ball services? Well, I, I've been a bit of a tight ass this generation, particularly with PlayStation so far. Um, like I say, I just couldn't justify dropping 70 bucks on, on these new games. So I've been a bit of a tight ass. And to be honest, PlayStation Plus for me um, enough, has been abs- it's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it has. I, I was desperate to play Returnal and Demon's Souls, and bang, there they are. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, so yeah, you know, for me, it's, it's kind of worked out. There I don't know if there's much overlap between PlayStation Plus and Game Pass. I've not, I've not really noticed much overlap in terms of games. I'm sure there probably is. I just tend to gloss over it because the games that are on PlayStation Plus are the games I want to play are very specific, uh, and yeah. you know, nine times out of ten, you know, first party, third party titles. Um, so I'm kind of focusing on. I tell you what, I have been playing a lot, and it's a little bit embarrassing. Everybody's golf. <laughs> I've been absolutely uh, glued to everybody's golf. I remember, I remember that coming out on the PSP when I first got my PSP. Um, that came out, and it didn't have a local co-op mode. How crazy is that? Um, you could only play it with other people if you hooked it up via Wi-Fi or whatever, you know, Bluetooth probably back in those days or whatever. And that always seemed really crazy to me um, on a little handheld device like that. But um, now I'm really enjoying um, everybody's golf and just some of these other titles that I've kind of neglected over the years, I guess. And just, like I say, to have them in you know, for free, in inverted commas, um, yeah, I'm, I'm digging right in. So now I'm really enjoying the, the PlayStation Plus side of things, to be honest. Man, I've got to be honest, there isn't much on... Game Pass that's dropped recently that's 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 taken me back to Game Pass if I'm honest. No, I, that, I think think that's fair. I'm trying to think maybe what has dropped 
recently, and I think maybe they've been lacking that sort of killer title recently, haven't they? I think if you look at, um, the, obviously, the, I think it was just this week, PlayStation Plus announced the, the games coming. And while there was a selection of them, obviously, those two massive standouts in Stray, um, obviously going in day and date, um, and then Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. Um and I think Game Pass, yeah, it's it's lacked that a little bit recently. I can't actually think of the last what games dropped in recently. I might I might have to might have to have a little look at that. Um see if I can remember which one is this journey off the top of my head. I can't remember what's actually been added. We've got a few things coming. We've got Plague Tale coming, drop in, and, and a few other things like that. But um, nothing massive. But to be honest, you know, we've been discussing Xbox's first-party lineup for a long time, and I, I guess PlayStation are in a slight advantage because they've they've not put everything on the service. And like we said last time, they've got a little bit of a back catalogue. They can they can kind of drip feed into the service. Yeah, hundred so, uh, yeah. percent. I've just had a look there. So Power Wash Simulator is available today. If uh, if that floats your boat, I know a lot of people <laughs> I think, uh, do. Skill up highly recommended it actually. So. Oh, well, I've, I've heard a lot of people say yeah. good things about it. Like apparently it's like a okay. pretty relaxing experience. I did actually yeah. end up yeah. playing um, Match Point Tennis. Oh yeah, how was to, that? Um, oh, I heard not good. So uh, background uh, is, I think like you, I'm a huge Top Spin fan, and I really yes. wish they bring Top Spin back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw this and I was like, ooh, yeah, tennis game. We don't have many of those. And then I saw a little bit of it and I was like, uh, I'm not really sure about this because it's not topspin. And then I've heard that it's definitely not topspin <laughs> in any way. So. Yeah, topspin is uh, probably the best tennis game ever made. Topspin yeah. 3 or 4, maybe. I can't remember. It's been been a little while, but actually, it's funny. I was thinking about this. Do you guys remember? Oh, Pucks is here. Evening, Pucks. Sorry, mate. I didn't, didn't see you sneak in there, mate. I've literally just joined. Evening, everyone. Hope you're all doing well. Sorry. Apologies for the delay. All good. Sorry. All good. Go on, Scott. Sorry, I was going to say, yeah, do you guys remember the Xbox Sports Network on the original on XSM. the original Xbox? Oh, yeah, dear. XSN, and they had Top Spin was part of that. Um, Amped, one of my favorite Amped, snowboarding yeah, games, game. was part of that as well. They had Lynx, the golf game, uh, Flowers, oh, if you're, if you're a fan of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they had NFL Fever. It wasn't, no, Blitz, Blitz, no, it wasn't Blitz Fever. Um, Blitz was the... I think take two game or something, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but they were actually genuinely excellent sports games. And like I say, Top Spin is probably my favorite tennis game ever made. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I had high hopes for Match Point because it's been a little while since I've played um, a good tennis game, and it's just not very good. Look, unfortunately, it's it's so lifeless. Um, yeah, bare bones. The commentary is awful. And unfortunately, the gameplay is just... <laughs> well, actually, before I go on the gameplay, the character models are, are like... Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Funny. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're kind of bad, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And the gameplay seems to be a little bit too easy to, to manipulate. Like, I've had a few games with friends, and every game went to um, a tiebreaker. Uh, the online games are limited to one set. Every game went to a tiebreaker because it's so easy to win a game on your serve because you serve wide, the person goes wide, and you hit it back across the court, and like there's barely yeah. any rallies. Um, 
and you can't bring your character online, so there's no like RPG elements to it where you're building a character and you're like, right, I want a really big server, or I want someone who's really good baseline, or I want someone who's going to come to the net. There's none of that. You pick from a small selection of characters, and yeah, it's, 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 it's unfortunate because I was actually really, really looking forward to it because um, it's, yeah. it's been a little while, but I didn't, didn't quite live up to my expectations. Here's one for you. Let's put the rose tinted on for 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 a sec. If if you're into tennis games, where do you stand on Virtua Tennis? Garbage. Really? I loved Virtua Tennis. What Not don't you good. like about it? Have you played Topspin? No, I don't think I have. So perhaps I haven't met the you know the base <laughs> baseline pun intended. Yeah, um, <laughs> of tennis games. Yeah. I mean, I'd, yeah, I don't know what Scott thinks, but I played Topspin first, and then I played Virtua Tennis. And virtual ah. tennis is basic. So the, the top spin isn't a simulation, but mm-hmm. it's um, as close as you're going to get in terms of a tennis game. Okay. Uh, and it's got a real weight to everything, as if you were really playing tennis. And then you go okay. and play virtual tennis, and it's, it's a bit an arcade, arcade game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's an arcade yeah. tennis game. It's not a tennis yeah. experience in the, uh, like the way that Topspin is. So I don't know what if Scott okay. agrees. If he's yeah, agree, I agree. But. The easiest comparison I can make, Luke, is maybe not these days, but if you think back to maybe early 2000s, um, back at the prime of Pro Evo, it's kind of yeah. like comparing yeah. Pro Evo to FIFA, to FIFA. where Pro yeah. Evo was often the favoured football game um, and FIFA was a bit more arcadey. Obviously, it kind yeah. of got... It had the licenses, which which give it a, a leg up. Uh, it's very similar to that way. Yeah, Top Spin, in my opinion, is a, um, a much better game, but they are obviously different takes on tennis. Uh, it's almost yeah. like comparing Forza Motorsport to Forza Horizon in some respects. It just depends which version of that type of game that that you prefer. But I'm definitely in the in the Top Spin camp. Uh, like I say, I used to love that game and amped. Uh, the Exorcist games, I would love it. it. It will never happen, but I would love it if xbox were to revive that that particular yeah. branding because yeah. yeah, they those were excellent games hmm yeah i'd be up for that definitely yeah was that the only og xbox top spin yes i think there was also some on the 360 i think the oh, okay. i think there was four top spins i think either three wow. or four uh were, were on the, the 360 i might be wrong when i say that though to to be fair so if i've got that wrong so I'll, I'll check see if there's any on back compat that would be pretty cool i'd like to play it sounds good You've sold it to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm Excellent. Have a quick look. So yeah, back in 2003, that that, wow. that released. Um, Christ. Top Spin Four was 2011. That was on the 360, and I, I think Top okay. Spin Four was was the was the best of Three of or them. Four. So yeah, were the, were the mm. best ones. That's cool. So um, we've had some PlayStation news this week. Um, well, today I believe in terms of PlayStation, I can't remember what they called it now. Stars, which I think is similar to Xbox uh, Game Rewards. So I'm a little bit intrigued by this now. To be honest, um, I've not really managed to catch up with this whatsoever. So I don't know if you chaps have any any more information on that. But um, yeah, how is PlayStation Stars lining up? Do we think? Now just say one phrase to your flap. See if this gets you going. PlayStation NFTs. Oh, you're kidding. No, I'm taking the piss. No. But that's what everyone else that's what everyone Jesus. thought because of the way <laughs> the way they worded something in the blog post, people were like, Oh dear, is this what we, we think it is? Because they yeah. they refer to something as digital collectibles and everyone's like, Holy shit, the, the PlayStation are doing NFTs. PTSD kicked in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So 
Yeah, but um, uh, Luke, I don't know if, if, if you've seen much uh, on, on this, man, if you want to want to take the lead on it. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, announced it today. Um, and, I mean, it's essentially uh, the Microsoft rewards system but for PlayStation. Mm. Um, so it's free to join. Uh, you'll get rewards by doing, you know, different campaigns, activities, there's a monthly check-in campaign, I think they call okay. it, where you play a game just in the month and you'll get an award for it. Um, and then there are more specific challenges you can do throughout the month, you know, mm. uh, tournaments and uh, trophy, you know, you get a specific trophy, you get more points and all of that sort of stuff. And then um, you can earn loyalty points, uh, which you can redeem against um the the network essentially so you can have mm. um you know funds or uh uh amounts off certain products etc so I, we don't know exactly how extensive it is compared to the microsoft rewards one yet because obviously they've only just released details but uh and yeah and then there was this uh digital collectibles thing which is um essentially things you can unlock which are so they describe them as like um digital represent digital representations of like things that playstation fans enjoy basically um okay. so i think they like i think they mean like figurines like digital figurines or like uh, artwork and stuff like that um but they came out and were like it's absolutely not nfts there's no <laughs> blockchain involved yeah. there's none of that it's just a new thing that we're doing you won't be able to like sell them or buy them mm. or anything you can just unlock them so um so yeah uh, it looks it looks cool um it's kind of way overdue to think about it for something like this um well yeah even even nintendo have a very rudimentary uh version of of this effect of, of mm. you know the reward system so um yeah I'm happy but we'll see how generous it is you know, i'm pleased i was a, i was about to use that word myself generous it makes me wonder yeah, there's no way of telling yet, so we'll we'll see. But I'm I'm glad it's there, and hopefully, unlike rewards, I'll be able to actually access it in in Jersey because Microsoft. Ah, oh, can you not access rewards in, in Jersey? No, oh, it doesn't, doesn't so, recognize so it. Silly. It recognizes the UK and France, but not the tiny island in between the two. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that is ridiculous. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So. Do you do you fall foul of anything else like that with Microsoft or PlayStation? No, everything else is fine. They're very happy to charge me VAT. <laughs> I'm sure they are. To play it. Uh, they're very happy not to remove VAT, even though I'm not supposed to play it. But Microsoft will not give me any points for the games that I buy with the VAT that wow. they shouldn't be charging. Uh, that's me. A, that is a shame, man. I've got like two hundred thousand Microsoft reward points saved yeah. up at the at the moment. Um, that's all that. What what I mean? What are you going to do with them then? Why two hundred thousand? Wow. <laughs> so um, I, I can just use it to constantly top up my ultimate. Um, basically, I've not paid yeah, what, for the next forty-seven years. You mean? Yeah, how much? <laughs> well, um, how much ultimate do you get for like? So, what we're we talking like? How much is a month in points? So, uh, it's weird because there's a, there's a, there's a formula of working it out where you can do a conversion using gold that works out better than buying ultimate. So you can get, ooh, what is it? You can get th three months of gold. Which works out at fifteen thousand points, which is which converts to fifty days of Game Pass oh, Ultimate. So for for forty five thousand points, you can get 
um, a, oh, I can't remember the exact conversion, but essentially it, it's a pretty good conversion. It works out at about 10 to 12,000 points for a month of ultimate, which is easily wow. attainable in a month. Um, I normally get between 10 and 15,000 reward points a month through not really so this is what I'm missing. Much. Why can't I not just pay up? <laughs> you just need you just need to move a couple this. of miles across. I just need to the, VPN my everything in my network and pretend yeah. I'm in Belgium or something. How yeah, have you so, managed to get two hundred thousand reward? But what the hell have you been doing? So you get it. Well, you get reward points. So uh, you must be running a. Uh, one of those scams. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, there may be a Chrome extension that does Bing searches for you that racks up points every day. Um, there's a rewards page where you can. It's funny again. You can. It's got like three different things, and it'll be like a quiz. This extension, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. click it, automatically answers the quiz for you as well. Um, and then on the Xbox, there's an Xbox, um, if you've got Ultimate, there's Game Pass Rewards or Game Pass Quests. Um, and you can, it's got dailies, weeklies, and monthly challenges that you can do. And the weeklies are just like, play this game. But the game's always in the cloud. It's always on Game Pass. Yeah. So you literally yeah. play it, close it down, you get that. Um, and then the, there's like an Ultimate monthly where if you do a certain number of dailies and weeklies, yeah. you get 2,000 points just for that on top of everything else you've done so it's very easy to to rack up the the mm. points with very very little effort um and yeah i've used it to top up ultimate um i've used it to buy games um what else have i used it on i've um yeah just just basically anything you can convert it to bloody tesco vouchers i think if you really want it <laughs> um yeah so yeah it's, it's, a, uh, it's pretty it's pretty generous I'm surprised Microsoft haven't clamped down on that. They really don't seem that bothered. I, I think, and I think Stubbs mentioned in the chat. So, so let's go here. Let's let's obviously PlayStation are doing it within their PlayStation um, platform, shall we say? Whereas Microsoft seem to have expanded it out quite a lot wider to include Bing searches and stuff to probably try and I, somehow. I think the opposite's true, to be fair, because I think the reward system existed first. And I believe it then got integrated as part of Xbox. Yes, rather than the other because ah, it's it's Microsoft Rewards. It's 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 Microsoft Rewards mm -hmm. as the program. Um, and Stubbs is right. Yeah, it's it's a way to boost people using Bing <laughs> because you got to do the searches on on Bing and Bing Mobile. Uh, like I say, if you look at the right Chrome extension, though, it spoofs it for you. Um, and but then they've so you've got that that tops it up but then you've got the game pass quests that give you reward points as well so you can very easily rack up points uh just by dealing with the game pass quests if you game on pc the you can get a ludicrous amount of points on pc because uh you get points just for playing a game on pc every day you get like 100 points just for playing with a friend and all that means is play a multiplayer game um yeah, yeah. and you can very very quickly rack up points one of my mates a couple of months back he got twenty five thousand points in one month because he primarily pays on pc um so you don't have to uh, necessarily use bing to rack up the reward points you can purely go through the Microsoft um, rewards app on Xbox and just do the Game Pass quest, but you can rack up quite a lot of points through using Bing as well. Um, Stubbs has just said, I've got 200,000 points, you don't ever spend it. My lifetime re reward points is like 400,000. Uh, trust me, I've spent <laughs> I've spent a lot of them. I've not paid for Game Pass Ultimate in a, 
in a long, long, a long, long time. I've bought Halo credits with it, <laughs> things like that. So, wow. yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Is anyone else? Well, obviously Luke. Luke's probably <laughs> he's getting a bit pissed off hearing all of this. But Pucks, do you do you do that? I mean, I, I know I do, but not perhaps to the extent Scott does. By the sounds of it, what run at all or? Well, either, yeah, run, or run at all or, or just care about them in, in the first place. Well, I think, I mean, maybe I'm just really behind the loop, but I remember when ages ago on a pop, I think when we first started the podcast about two odd years ago when this kind of thing was going around, and when I'd looked it up, I think Microsoft had already been clamping down on a load of automated tools that you could get on, mainly for, like, these were, like, apps you could install on Android, and they would, like, automatically just do it via your phone. Um, mm. So all of that stuff kind of got clamped down. And technically, you're against the, um, the T's and C's. So if you do get caught, then the, the, obviously there is a potential risk, a court apparently, that uh, you'll get your account banned and stuff like that. And from what I read online, I mean, maybe this Chrome extension thing is what I'm missing out on. But uh, last time I looked, I couldn't find anything because it all got taken down at the time. And it just seemed a bit too risky, so I didn't care about it. But ultimately, it I've never really cared for the reward system if I'm perfectly honest, but that's because, again, that's because I'm not running at all. If I was, if I had two hundred thousand, I'd be uh, lavishing <laughs> it up, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be doing it if it required all the manual work because it it would take a fair bit of time if you were manually doing it. But um, I'll I'll send you something after the show box. Oh, thank um, you. Wink, wink. Uh, yeah, if, yeah. If, if you if you wanted to, but um, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of stuff on there as well. Like you get um, free sweepstakes, and uh, I don't know. At the moment, there's a Plague Tale Requiem custom pc uh that you can get free sweepstakes to as as well not that i've won anything on it uh, to be perfectly honest but still it's uh you always get the you always get the chance can i bring up something that's on the playstation stars which i think is quite interesting as well um yeah. in amongst the monthly check-in stuff and all the other bits that luke mentioned one of the other things that they said is about oh, so you get like rewards or what in whatever form uh not only for earning specific trophies but they even say um, even to be sorry, if you are the first player to platinum a blockbuster title in your local time zone, <laughs> so I feel okay. like it's going to be starting a potential load of competition. But if people are going to be jobbing at the gun to try and get first platinum in your local zone, then I would personally expect that reward to be pretty decent. Like, I don't know, yeah, pretty gargantuan. Yeah, basically, absolutely. get the game paid for you or something. I don't know, but. <laughs> mm. But I thought the digital collectibles thing was quite interesting. I know um, the whole NFT chat was has obviously been going around. I remember when I read it, uh, I did have that thought in my mind that will people latch on to that mindset, and clearly they did immediately. But I, but when I read it, I kind of saw it as just like an, an old school fun thing that you'd get in, say, old like the older Super Smash Brothers, like Melee, for example, where you would just find trophies and you just collect them for the sake of collecting them. Because um, even say that it's not just your favorite franchises and characters, that it's also their other forms of entertainment as well as cherished devices that tap into Sony's history of innovation is the wording. So I for what I hear that, I I literally think of the Astro... What's the what's the Astro game on PS5 that's built into it? Uh, yeah. Not, Astro's uh, play, whatever. Playroom. 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 Astro's Playroom. Oh, is what it's called? Okay. I think so. Um, but have basically got the whole history thing, and you collect things in that game, don't you? Mm. And you kind of have these hardware things. I, I'm literally picturing something like that, but in digital form. Obviously, not as a little robot you run around in an environment necessarily. But that's the kind of thing I'm, I'm, I'm imagining. And I think I don't know. I just think that's a nice little thing to have, really. Which, again, comparing it to the rewards thing we were just talking about on Xbox, I, 
I don't know. I feel like it's, it's a little flat, really, especially when you if you play on console. I, I, it takes a lot to get points, legitimately, quote unquote, to the point I don't. You know, it's it's almost worthless for me personally. So, just a little oh. fun thing about having digital collectibles from playing games and stuff. I I just think it's a fun little thing. But again, it depends on the implementation. They might release it and it just sucks, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's, you know, when Luke brought up, it just depends how generous, you know, PlayStation are going to be around this. So I, I'm, I'm not I'm not holding out much hope, if I'm honest, but, but we'll find out one way or the other, I guess. I mean, that first Platinum one, that's got to be a, a healthy reward of, of, of some variety, surely. Because uh, that's, so, that's, quite, that's quite the feat. I mean, it specifically states Blockbuster as well, so... Yeah, do you get like fifty percent of the of the you'll price a, of the game back or something? You'll get a wallpaper and you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I got yeah. the horrible feeling you might be uh, you might be right there. <laughs> Maybe you'll get like um, a ultra rare digital figurine or you know from the game or something like that. You I, might I, get I an animated should... wallpaper. Yeah, you will. <laughs> with with a musical background. Um, oh, no, you Yeah, talking. you might get. Uh, yeah, you might get one of them. I don't know. I mean, I think uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt until they, until we see it. But I would hope that mm. you could easily accumulate, you know, points to use for things like discounts and you know PlayStation Plus and all that stuff. I think that's the mm. only logical way that you do this to make it actually worthwhile for people. Yeah. Is this is this just kind of blatantly ripping off Xbox again to some degree? Like, I think someone said it's a bit, you know, can't believe it's taken this long for them to kind of catch up with this. It's just, yeah. Maybe it's part of this potential revamp of the whole new tier system. Maybe they've got this, and like, maybe they've just got this. Maybe they've got this massive plan or roadmap laid out that they're just kind of slowly churning through. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we mentioned on Sunday. Um, <clears throat> that the next update to the uh, PlayStation Plus uh, library would be um, very interesting to see. I think we kind of pitched that it might be Ratchet and Clank, perhaps, and I think someone certainly mentioned um, Final Fantasy VII Retrograde or Integrate. Um, there it is. Uh, and we've got Stray coming as well, day on date. Um, that's pretty cool. Luke, I know, I know Stray's very much on your radar. Was you kind of expecting Stray to be part of this? Yeah, they actually announced Stray a while back now. Oh, did they? Um, yeah, they said it was coming on, on launch. I think it was a state of play, maybe the last one. Missed um, that. When they, when they showed it off a bit. Um, so they said for extra and premium tier subscribers, you'd get mm. it, um, which is great. Um, and then, yeah, there were rumors that um, Final Fantasy VII Integrade would be added as well, which were true. Um, and I think that's awesome. You know, that's a super, that's a great, I mean, it's a great game uh, with the DLC and it's Integrade, which is the PS5 version, mm. effectively, mm. Uh, which still looks amazing to this day. Uh, it's a fantastic looking game. Um, so that's really good. And then there was some other stuff. I think there was a bunch of Assassin's Creed games that are coming as well from Ubisoft Plus Classics. I think it's so, fair to say the rest was pretty much chaff, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, AC stuff's pretty big um, to get a number of them. I can't remember which ones they were, if, if they were the likes of Valhalla. I've got a list or... in front of me if you want me to oh, read it out. Go ahead, yeah, yeah, that'd be uh, useful. We've got a Unity, we've got Black Flag, Rogue Remastered, Freedom Cry, and the Ezio Collection. 
Well, I've never even cool. heard of two of them. Rogue, Rogue and Freedom C. I genuinely don't think I've even think it, heard Rogue. of those. Rogue. I don't I don't think so. Rogue, Rogue was, the, was other. the Black Flag. I don't, I don't yeah. think DLC. It was DLC, but it was kind of turned into its own mini standalone, but based on Black Flag. Yeah, it was another pirate. Right. AC, uh, okay. Yeah. But not with Edward Kenway. It was some other wanker. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was actually okay. It was, I mean, it was basically Black Flag, but we called the climates from what I remember. So, um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I can't remember the other ones. Um, Ezio, the Ezio collection is where AC lived and then subsequently died for me because uh, that, that <laughs> trilogy is amazing. But um, yeah, there's actually a few but, more games that weren't initially announced as well. Are you guys aware of this? On the, on the I know there are others, but not. So we've got Saints Row 4 re-elected, Saints Row Get Out of Hell, uh, Spirit of the North Enhanced Edition, and then these are the strange ones. We've got Ice Age, Scrat's Nutty Adventure, whatever the hell that is. Uh, <laughs> That's quite the title. <laughs> Jumanji, the video game, Poor Patrol nice. on the roll, or on a roll, and Ready Set Heroes, whatever that is as well. They're uh, <laughs> they're going for that Peppa Pig rivalry with Game Pass for some of those games, aren't they? Yeah, isn't that out today as well? I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's an easy platinum, for, uh, not platinum, bloody hell, an easy thousand gamer score for the uh, for the achievement hunters out there. From 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 what I've seen, I've seen a surprising amount of people playing bloody Peppa Pig because of the the achievements. <laughs> funny enough, actually, the funniest thing about Peppa Pig that I saw earlier today, I think, it was a post by Tom Warren, is <laughs> it's actually got a performance and a quality mode. Oh my it. it's God, got it's really? got graphical what? settings <laughs> no unless unless it was a fake screenshot and he was taking the piss uh but i i saw it and it, it, it did it did make me make me laugh i hope that's true because that, that's 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 amazing <laughs> pepper pig at 120 fps if you can so yeah. well if it can if it can yeah yeah there was uh, there was a couple of um psp games as well pucks um yes uh, no heroes allowed and local rogue or midnight carnival um so they're, they're very slowly adding to that classic collection classic, yeah. um it, it almost seems fun. a little bit like switch online where they kind of drip feeding those those older games yeah i've read i've read a number of articles online saying how this first month of refresh doesn't it hasn't necessarily gone down well with the premium gang for understandable reasons i think people were expecting not necessarily as big as the essential, uh, the extras tier, whatever, but more than just two PSP games. I think people are expecting when you consider the massive library of older stuff. Again, it's probably one of those things, I guess, where licensing issues of of the past, which can be a pain in the ass, from what I gather of what I've heard, read, and before. But yeah, who knows? I, th I think some articles also say that oh, you know, shouldn't you shouldn't knock out premium because the big deal with premium is that you get the cloud streaming. Which is obviously is not just on PS3. That's for PS4 titles as well. Um, but again, do many people care about cloud streaming? If you could just go extras and just download it, I would argue maybe not. But at, yeah. least, at so, least if you've got a console, um, PC, you obviously need to have a premium to stream. But the games that are available outside of the streaming side of things, they're the same across extra and premium, aren't they? Obviously, the PS3 games aren't part of it, but the classic games, PS1, PS2, PSP. They're the same across both tiers, aren't they? What do you no, mean? You have to, no, you have to have premium. the premium to, to, to get the streaming, I believe. Is that no, right? Sorry, yeah. the non-streaming. So PS1, PS2, PSP, they're, they're not stream games, are they? They're, they're available to download. No, they're not. You have to download them, but you can only play them for free, quote-unquote, via premium. If you only ah. have the extras tier, you have to 
pay for the those PS1, PS2 games like any other. Ah, I thought I thought the classic games were also in the extra tier. I didn't realize that those were locked behind premium. No, they're behind that premium paywall, unfortunately. So uh, if you've got the big nostalgic boots on, then uh, you're going to want to stick to premium. Otherwise, I think most, I think Flap, your one that's gone extras only, whatever it's called, is that right? Yep, extra only. Can't be bothered with all the game streaming. Um, there, there is very little in the back compat that that interests me, if I'm honest. So yeah, extra for me. Happy with that. The only game I've been yeah. playing through cloud streaming. I mean, look, to be fair, I did actually. Try, this might surprise you, because um, uh, the other day, partner was watching. Uh, some Netflix series on on the TV, and she was super engrossed in it. So I decided to have a go at streaming PlayStation Plus through my PC. So was streaming some Bloodborne, and you know what? And bear in mind, my PC is wireless to my router on, on a five gigahertz band. It actually performed really well. Like minimal to oh, no cool. input latency. I was, I kill. I was, I was, I was wrecking things. I think my olden. My I was gonna say, don't, don't worry about the leg. How did you get on with Bloodborne? <laughs> oh, we're not. We're having another Souls cast. Yeah, think, go yeah. on. <laughs> uh, just only for only two minutes, but no, I'm I'm quite enjoying it so far. I mean, I'm not. I'm trying not to get too far engrossed in it because I want to go back and actually complete Elden Ring fully first. Because I, I I kind of dropped it out of nowhere for various reasons and haven't managed to pick it up yet. But uh, but no, Bloodborne. I'm I'm really impressive so far. I think my my Elden Ring, more my, my Souls knowledge gained from Elden Ring is is paying off. So I may well be. I don't know if I'm becoming quite a souls bitch as you are yet, but it, it could happen. <laughs> it could happen. Got a question for you guys about game streaming, and it's funny that you mentioned that pucks because um, I'm really glad to hear that the streaming is. It sounds to be improved from when I tried it. I think we spoke about it last time when I first tried it. It was basically unplayable from 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 my perspective. Um, but now that PlayStation Now has been merged into PS Plus, there's now no streaming only tier previously you could just sign up ps now just stream on your pc or, or, or phone or whatever um, but now that they've merged it into ps plus you need to be a ps plus premium subscriber if you were only interested in cloud services and game pass ultimate has the same issue if you want to stream on the cloud you can only stream if you've got that top top tier do you think that playstation and xbox are missing a trick by not having a cloud only tier as part of their services because if playstation had a cloud only tier i'd probably at this point be interested in signing up at least to try it out um and maybe play some of the games that don't necessarily rely on you know quick inputs or anything but at the moment i'm not going to play for playstation plus premium if i was only interested in in game stream and like i say xbox has got the same issue if you want to stream on the cloud um especially you know they've got this new tv app with samsung and things like that if you're only interested in that side of it which i imagine is a very small market admittedly you don't have an option of just getting the streaming only option you've got to get the top top tier in which case you're only using a very very small um, portion of what that subscription offers i think you hit the nail on the head and we did mention this around the particularly the tv subscription um like you say, you have to have Game Pass in order to stream that in the first place. And like you say, there's no way you can actually download them. So, yeah, it makes absolute sense just to have a streaming-only tier. But but not only uh, the TV app, also, you know, people that stream to their mobiles and stuff. So, yeah, I'm really surprised that Microsoft haven't rolled that out yet. Yeah. Like I say, if PlayStation offered it, I'd, I'd go for it. I'm wondering if, you know, because running servers anyway... Is, is not the cheapest endeavor, let alone trying to set up plenty of 
server racks or whatever else of systems to 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 stream games to millions of people. I'm just wondering if, at least for now, they're just whacking on that higher tier just so they they can guarantee that at the very least it's been it's getting paid for. Um, but the other part of me that, mm. that the other thought that comes in my head, I'm wondering, is unlike you know unlike Google and Amazon and those that are kind of doing their own kind of streaming only thing. Um, I do wonder, given the the long like the long heritage that these these guys have been the in the games business for a long time, I think they have a, a specific reputation for high quality as well. And I can't help but feel that for them, it might just be a reputation based thing. To if you're paying for a full service where it just happens to have cloud streaming as part of it, then you're most likely to have you're you're likely to be embedded in the ecosystem at some in some description anyway. But if you was to have a lower entry tier and people were signed up to it and it was a bad service, then would that surely that would look bad on them, right? For whatever reason, they can't help it. But then I suppose they also don't know what devices people will be playing on, understandably. And you never know, people might be complaining that the service is rubbish, but they're playing on, I don't know, Android 4 or something, not ice cream sandwich, whatever it was from 10 years ago, where it clearly wouldn't work very well. But but people are like that. People like People do try to upgrade old tech in that way and sometimes it doesn't work very well and people complain so do you not reckon it's maybe just a i don't know like a get out of jail free card for them in that in that specific instance yeah very possible it, it, it could also just be there's not much appetite for it pucks i know i've just mentioned you know maybe i'd be interested but i guess at this moment in time how many people are interested in just a streaming service it, it does seem like it's very much a complimentary service uh, at the moment, you know, to go alongside the the physical, uh, so maybe there's just not an awful lot of demand for it. But you've got to imagine as this rolls out. I mean, is is it fair to charge somebody the same amount for streaming as they would for somebody who can both stream and download and play these games locally? And if they really want to push into that cloud if they really want to push the cloud to sort of extend their their reach then it kind of seems like a a cloud only or streaming only tier seems inevitable in 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 some capacity but i guess we'll just have to have to have to wait and see but it does seem like maybe they're missing a little bit of a trick i can't imagine mm. there will be massive uptake at, at this point but um surely the future the, the there is a future where that tier exists in some capacity Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, it just makes me wonder if you know how into this streaming side of things people actually are, and whether Microsoft kind of I don't know whether they oversold it or something. I don't really know. It's, it seems odd to me that that they haven't specifically catered for that point. I think that's interesting wording actually about oversold because I think it definitely felt. I mean, X Cloud. Let's just call it X Cloud, right? Because that's how we know it. Um, yeah. It obviously wasn't brand new when that for uh, game streaming in general, sorry, wasn't brand new when XCloud came out, but it was kind of tooted as being this generation leaping technology that could finally run it latency free and all the rest of it. And to its credit, it's run very well. But but as you say, maybe it's still too much of a niche to have a dedicated tier for it. Maybe they, I don't know, maybe there's been internal testing and say that actually people want to have streaming as a backup rather than as their sole platform, perhaps. It, well, to be honest, the, the, the only time I use streaming is, is exactly what Scott mentioned earlier. When there's a there's an awards a rewards for playing a particular game, and you just literally <laughs> click 
you know, play now, stream it for three seconds, close it, and then bang, <laughs> you've got your rewards. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I imagine that's probably what it's like on the other side of the pond in PlayStation as well, right? Well, I imagine it, mu- it must be, surely. But jumping off some easy achievements very quick, uh, trophies, sorry, and then just jumping out of it or whatever. Yeah. Actually. It's also interesting that having done more with the, um, you know, how they brought Fortnite to um, xCloud but without you actually needing the game pass ultimate subscription um recently oh, yeah. um, i'm surprised cool. that i haven't done a little bit more around that to be honest because there are plenty of free to play titles you know halo infinite being a prime bloody example um that's a free to play multiplayer game that doesn't use this same system but fortnite does um it's, it's interesting they haven't expanded upon that just yet and i wonder if maybe the chip shortages has any impact on it because obviously they've got limited likely got limited um series x hardware in the cloud that there will be a limit to how many people they can actually get on the service i remember trying it actually back at christmas and i actually got put in a queue for the first time i'd I'd ever used it so i wonder if there's an element of they're kind of just slowly rolling out because they've obviously got to balance getting xbox series x hardware in the stores and getting it into server blades as well because it's it's the it's essentially the same same hardware. Um, so I wonder if there's an element of that to it as well, where maybe they're, they're kind of going to hold off pushing it um, because they don't want to basically similar to what you said, Pucks, in terms of quality or that or, or that experience. If if they roll it out to everybody and then everyone has to queue for bloody ages to play a game, then that's not going to look particularly good, um, mm. or it's not going to be a good experience for for anybody using it. I'm still in, I'm still intrigued to know how they're running the PlayStation Three stuff streaming. Whether, like you say, <laughs> they've got a whole rack of PlayStation Threes, or if they can emulate it onto PC, and if they can, then what's the problem getting it onto PS Five? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it was a really interesting point. I'm surprised more people haven't asked that question. To be honest, we need to get Cerny on here. Let, let's get yeah. let's get Mark on. Let's let's yeah. see if we can get him on the show. Well, I'll just ask that one question, then we can set him on his merry way. I remember, I, thinking about invite. I remember thinking about that question the other day because I think it's been said for a while or for, for a long time, especially those that are in the emulation creation game. All the articles that say that because the PS3 was such unique architecture that it's super difficult to emulate. And after all these years, they've only barely got an emulator running. And even now, I think it can only, for the most titles, I think for nearly about 95% of titles, it just it barely boots to the main menu, let alone in-game. I think for the, yeah. there's only one or two titles which can boot and run in-game and run at a relatively decent speed. But as you say, it's like, do they really have just like rows and rows of PS3 blades somewhere running? Or or have they nailed it? And they're just kind of tooting it as a, oh, it was a it was a out-of-its-world technology for its time. And, oh, we, we made it too difficult for ourselves. So we'll just, uh, we're running racks. But, if you know, you know they, but they've got, they've got all of the information there, like, I appreciate it takes a lot of manpower and time to get an emulator working, but if anyone's able to do it with all the documentation and everything they have on their own technology, they're the ones to be able to do it right. So you'd, it's you'd a great think. question. <laughs> it's funny, actually, because um, uh, I don't know if anybody's been watching any of Jeff Gersman's stuff since he since he left Giant Bomb, um, but he recently got a Steam Deck, and he was streaming, he was streaming him playing ps3 games on his steam deck i believe just this this past week so i mean i know the steam deck's a pretty good piece of kit but it's not exactly a ps5 in terms of in terms of power so i mean i i didn't watch the stream so i, I can't comment on like what the quality of the emulation was like or what games were compatible, oh so he was streaming but... himself 
emulating a PS3, you mean? Yes. So he was. Right, there's okay. a PS3 emulator that you can get on a Steam Deck, and you can theoretically play a PS3 game. So like I say, I don't know what the quality was or what the compatibility was like, but it's certainly possible to an extent on a on a Steam Deck. It seems that at the very least. So surely they've got to be able to get that working on a PS5 uh, at some point. Uh, yeah, I, but if it's working in the cloud, there's no chance that they've just got racks of PS3s. It must be running on some sort of PC server hardware. Um, why couldn't they get, replicate that on on the PlayStation 5? I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not too sure. I mean, this might sound bizarre, but part of me is also wondering if they're potentially running customized PS4 hardware, which is just running the games instead, you know? Because, again, they've got they've got all the, the technology around them and the firmware to do it. So, And the PS4 and the Xbox One were kind of the first generation to become basically customized PCs, right? So, And they're, and they're definitely powerful enough to do it. So I'm wondering if it's potential custom PS4 blades that they're running because the PS3, like the operational speed is actually pretty quick. Through, I know it's through cloud, but I remember playing a PS3s way back that like loading and saving and going into different areas would usually take quite a while in terms of just general loading times. But even through the cloud, they're they're pretty quick. I mean, I may just be misremembering. Mis I don't know. But it does seem pretty quick and a lot quicker than what I do remember in a lot of cases. So I'm wondering if they are just being potentially run on more powerful hardware. Customer I say we'll get, we'll, get, we'll get Cerny on. We'll put it to him. <laughs> so it, it, there's... there's a there's an irony to them really pushing the sale processor in the PlayStation 3, and that's the one thing that seems to to be really holding it back going forwards. But it uh, seemed like a good idea at the time, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I've got a few other things that have happened in the news, uh, and there's one that I'm, I'm interested in, and that's the uh, Danish entertainment company Nordisk. Uh, they've acquired Supermassive Games. I'm quite a fan of the Supermassive Games, and they, they, they don't have to churn them out at Feral, right? I mean, we've just almost literally had the quarry drop and i think they've already announced their next game which is coming um, before christmas so um yeah they're enough pump their games at a fair rate or not and i you know i i appreciate they're possibly not technically um intricate i guess but graphically they're normally pretty well quite pretty looking games but i just wonder where we all sat with supermassive games actually i know luke i think you said you liked until dawn um just wondering if you tried any of the Dark Pictures anthology, anything like that? Uh, yeah, no, I, I actually haven't. Um, so yeah, I didn't really like it until dawn, um, and I didn't pick up uh, any of the the Dark Pictures anthology. I'm really tempted mm. by uh, the Quarry because that's oh, basically brilliant. just until dawn. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think I will pick that up. And uh, I was watching the um, Digital Foundry. Uh, analysis slash mm. comparison of that uh, the other day between the various next gen versions, um, and it's just such an impressive looking game. I mean, it just looks it really is. incredible. It's so it's so impressive what they've done. Um, so I I will pick that up. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think um, yeah, I was a bit I was uh, I'm not surprised they were acquired so much as maybe expected. I don't know. Maybe someone else to to come in. Yeah, um, I thought I thought Sony might be all over that. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought they might be interested, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess not because otherwise, I I suppose they would have been continuing to work with them more beyond until yeah. dawn, you know, on yeah. exclusive content and stuff like mm. that, which which they didn't. I'm quite happy just to let them a bit like um, 
Quantic Dream, right? Where they yes. had this relationship and they were just kind of happy to, to let them be free, so mm-hmm. to speak. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's great for Supermassive. You know, they'll get continued funding. They don't have to worry about that. Um, and uh, if it gets the small games, like the ones that they make, uh, fantastic because, you know, there's not tons of, well, actually, that's incorrect. There are now tons of people that like horror games and want to make mm. them, particularly space horrors. Um, yeah. But until dawn, uh, but uh, Supermassive aren't one of those. So they like kind of the more eighties slasher, you know, kind of campy mm. B movie team stuff. flicks. Yeah, yeah, team flick ones. So uh, uh, which are also really fun. So I hope they keep hope they keep going with them. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was it was an interesting acquisition. I thought. Well, it's interesting because um, obviously, if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you get Little Hope, which is a Dark Pictures anthology. And I think Man of Medan is on there or if it wasn't it's certainly been on game pass and stuff definitely worth a play mm. particularly if you and the missus like to sit down in the evening and just kind of watch some entertainment between you it's not too strenuous i mean there's lots of quick t- you know qtes quick time events and yeah, and yeah. stuff like that but but it's wholly enjoyable and to be honest graphically like you say it's bloody brilliant the one thing that they never actually mentioned on digital foundries when you play the game particularly on if you play on series x there's loads of um texture loading issues so it will quickly oh, flick okay. you know cut to a screen and then you have to wait for the textures to load in a little bit and they didn't mention that once and it's really immersion breaking so i'm surprised they didn't mention that and to my knowledge it hasn't had a patch yet either but i'm guessing the playstation 5 might not have suffered that quite so much obviously with the much faster ssd potentially but um yeah scott pucks where, where do you stand on supermassive games do you have you played the dark anthologies or anything like that I've personally not played them all the way through, but I've been around a friend's house and and like played them together for a, a bit of time, and I've seen mm. plenty of videos of them online. Mm. And I've always liked the games; I just haven't have never really given myself the time to probably sit down and play through them. But I think actually a lot of them are now on part of the uh, the PlayStation service as well, so I've got no excuse to not try it out now. So it's definitely yeah. something I do want to give give a chance uh, or give myself time to play sooner rather than later, but. No, I, th- I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not actually su- um, fully aware of what Nordisk do or what they've made. Do you guys know without me looking it up? No, I don't. Off the top of my head, they, they're um, a movie company, aren't they? Are they yeah, are they? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, they own a, but they're a bit like Embracer, but smaller. Ah, okay. um, so they own a bunch of quite interesting studios. I think. Oh, so they're more ah. of a publisher then. Yeah, they own um, uh, Avalanche. That make yeah. uh, just cause. Uh, they oh, okay. own uh, Mercury Raw Fury Steam. as well. Yep, Raw Fury. Yeah, Mercury Steam. Um, others, Supermassive now. I uh, oh. can't remember who else, but yeah. yeah but, just so they've got they've got some good some good studios. You know. Um, uh, but. Uh, I feel like maybe Raw Fury's gone from there now. Ah, have the Yeah, how do I know Raw I'm Fury? Well, they're just, a uh, publisher themselves, so I think they broke off. Um, I can picture the Raw Fury logo, but I can't picture what game I would have seen it on. So they did like Sable, probably one of the most oh, okay. recently. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Call of the Sea, I believe, was Raw Fury as well, Flap. I think you enjoyed that yeah, game, didn't okay. you? Yeah. I start, No, I didn't, actually. Uh, not as much oh, as I, I wanted to. No, I started playing it. It was all a bit painful. You know, the, the walking mechanic was so slow. I don't know. I, I gave up. 
I gave up on that if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, actually it doesn't doesn't look like it looks like they're owned by some equity firm or something, but Wikipedia <clears throat> for Nordisk film does show it listed as as being part yeah. of Nordisk games. So. Um got another acquisition, Haven Studios. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jade Jade Raymond's yeah name popped up again. It's like ah, Jade Raymond of Ubisoft. That's how she will forever be known. Um, Hopefully, she'll finally release a game. <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> I think it's her. this time. It was it was it Goo. I think Stadia pulled the rug from under her feet on that one, didn't they? Yeah, um, EA did oh, prior yeah. to that yeah. as well. Um, oh yes, Ubisoft prior to that, I think. Um, oh, well, she was quite key. She was quite key in the Assassin's Creed games, I believe, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah, she was a producer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. It completed, didn't it? I think they announced the acquisition a while ago, but it finally mm. completed. Yes. Yes. Whenever it was, a couple of days ago. Um, so, yeah, apparently they've been staffing up pretty heavily. So, uh, I think there are over 100 developers now. Wow. Uh, which are like, they're going to basically all be from Ubisoft Montreal, probably. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Just down the road. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think people said at the beginning, like, whatever they're making must be very exciting for PlayStation to want to buy them. You know, they've never made a game. They've never delivered anything. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know what it's going to be. I mean, I think when she was at Motive, we saw a very brief prototype glimpse of the game she was making there. Um, and I do wonder if it will be a similar conceptual thing. But even then, I don't know what the hell it was. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know what they were making. It was like a third person, um, something multiplayer based, uh, some like social you know, interaction heavy thing. Um, but um, I don't think they're making like a, you know, a hardcore shooter or anything like that. I think it's something a bit more uh, Sea of Thieves-ish in terms yes. of its delivery. That's the vibe I get from it. Some game like right. that. Some sandbox game, I think yeah. that's what it will be. I'm just um, on the website and and it looks like there's some sort of concept art from a from a game that would kind of tick that sort of box to be honest. So hmm. There's a couple of interesting quotes that that came out as part of the the closure of it. Maybe just to touch on what you said there Luke about the about the type of game. Um obviously we know it is a multiplayer game which is interesting obviously it shows PlayStation's um desire to to have more uh, to have more multiplayer games as part of their first party portfolio. Um, I think there was a comment here from uh, Herman Holtz who basically said um, uh, they're building a player-first collaborative game environment that can last for generations, um, which, yeah, kind of maybe gives you a sense of the type of game it is. But there's also an interview with GameIndustry.biz that came out afterwards um, where I think Jade Raymond spoke um, about how they're going to leverage the cloud or how they want to leverage the cloud um, as well, which is interesting. Um you know, we, we know that um, Kojima is leveraging the cloud for, for Xbox. Apparently, Jay Raymond is le leverage, leveraging sorry the cloud for, for PlayStation. There's a couple of other comments as well about how she's been heavily involved with Mark Cerny and R&D for PlayStation. So um, they must be super, super impressed with whatever 
they've come up with or whatever they've 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 seen as as, as Luke mentioned. Hmm. I've got another one for you, and this is probably one for Scott and Luke actually. Although I'm sure Pucks will be able to chip in from a slightly different angle with this. But uh, Halo VR. What's your thoughts around <laughs> Halo VR? Uh, and would you want to play it? Let's assume that it did exist or was going to exist and that Microsoft somehow either had their own headset or, or you could play it via Steam or something like that. Would you be interested in a Halo VR, do you think? I'm not interested in VR to begin with, mate. So. Not at all? Really? <laughs> no, Even if it's a franchise you love? No, because it's not going to be the games that I love, is it? It's just going to be a VR version of a game I love. It's not going, be, it's not going to be here. I, I'm already the chief box. I'm already the chief. Um, no, I, I think it's not just that. Uh, I haven't quite clicked with that. I've tried it a few times. No full transparency. I don't own a VR headset myself. I have tried it. Um, and it just hasn't really uh, done it for me. Um, it looked cool, the little tech demo that, that they displayed, like the, the tech seemed cool. It was, you know, fun seeing the um, how, it, how it worked. But I also just think a Halo VR game is just primed to make you vomit. I can't imagine anything other than uh, very bad motion sickness playing a game like Halo in, in VR, unless they heavily adapted it for VR, in which case, from my perspective, it's no longer a Halo game. Um, and... Uh, and from that perspective, then lose a, a little, a little bit of interest. So, um, but it, it was interesting, interesting tech. But obviously, Microsoft are um, not particularly keen on pushing VR as a as a platform for for well, themselves. So. They're obviously relying on on other third mm. parties. Um, so, you know, it's probably just going to forever remain just a little fan project which i think is a shame because as much as vr isn't necessarily for me obviously there's a lot of people who are a big fan of, of vr um obviously playstation are pushing it quite heavily and there's you know it's mm. been supported by you know the likes of capcom with resident evil and things like that yes. so there's, there's obviously yeah. enough interest in it um so it is a shame for people who are a fan of that that there's that there's no support on on the xbox side unfortunately luke what do you think i mean would you would you want to play have you played first person in vr yeah, I've, I've played some stuff. Um, I'm not against it. Um, mm. As Scott said, I think it would need to be its own thing. And at that point, it would be interesting to see how much it felt like Halo, if it was its own thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, th I, I mean, I think it could be cool, you know, if if they ever went down that route of actually making a proper Halo VR game. I think that could actually work. I mean... I've not played it, but you only have to look at something like Alex, right? Which, yeah. you know, is apparently incredible. Um, well, you know, Flap. Um, but, um, you know, to see that you can you can adapt a first-person shooter to, you know, the traditional stick first-person shooter to a VR environment mm. and get, get with it, you know, be very successful with it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, at the minute Microsoft just don't really care about VR, so it's left to fan projects and stuff like that, which are never going to be the ultimate experience you could get, you know. So, um, yeah, not something I'm against, but yeah. I'd want to, I'd want to play it. Speaking uh, see, of, that's um, in... go on. sorry, go on, flap. No, go on. 
Now, I was going to talk about a different Halo fan project, actually. So I'll, if obviously you want to chat about VR, I'll maybe hold it, to, hold it till after. Yes, well, hold that thought then, because obviously, Pux, we've played a few first-person shooter VR games. And I've got to be honest, I was really impressed with how well it actually worked. I don't, I suppose the only thing that would could potentially be vomit-inducing, Scott, um, is the kind of the jump mechanic, the sort of low-grav type thing that could be a bit... Um, yeah, it could be a bit we'll vomit-inducing potential. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, you do have to find your VR legs. So you know, you, you, you your brain and and gets used to the sort of hand-eye coordination. And, and although you're tilting left, your your brain doesn't know that you you know doesn't feel that you're tilting left. So that takes a little yeah. time to get over. But once you have, it's such a fantastic experience. And I actually thought Halo would be a fantastic kind of setting for um sort of for a VR kind of world and to just to just literally be in that world would be pretty cool would you be up yeah. that box i'd definitely give it a go yeah uh, i wouldn't necessarily you don't sound that excited <laughs> well i wouldn't like jump to spend 60 quid on it on launch day put it that way but what i said that like if this thing was real well i know it was a cancelled project but you know what i mean if it was going to be released as an official product i would definitely be intrigued as to as to the kind of game it actually would be and how well it would perform um but you know, I've, I've, as we said before, I enjoy the Halo games, but I'm in no way a massive fan compared to the likes of Scott and Luke. So I would probably give it, watch some reviews, give it a go. You'd probably buy it, and then you'd tell me to buy it, and then <laughs> I'd probably then buy it anyway. That's how it tends to work. <laughs> yeah, so, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> well, I tend to get my I tend to get my my hot tips from Luke. Um, he passes stuff on, then I tend to buy it, and then I pass on. I spread the word from there. So. Um, yeah, I'm still playing inscription, cool. by the way. Still playing nice. inscription, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. It's 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 very much changed, shall we say? <laughs> Not yeah, from the part yeah. I was on before. Anyway, we won't go any further. You Sorry, Scott. Yes, although it is coming to PlayStation Four. It is. Yeah, they announced that the other day. So, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So. You know, being actually in that Halo environment, then Scott, still not enough to tempt you in. Yeah, I mean, the the, the problem is it, it will be the platform. Um, I don't actually, f- first of all, if I wanted to play it, I'll need a headset. I don't currently have Yeah, we, I one. mean, we're talking hypothetically if you did have yeah. one and you had ready access yeah, I, to it. I mean, if, if I had one, then yeah, I would at least check it out. It's, it's a Halo sure. thing, so uh, I, I, absolutely. Um, the... Uh, whether my laptop would run VR is maybe another consideration uh-huh. as well. Um, so, I mean, if, if I had the PC and the hardware to do it, I'd absolutely ch- check it out. But I think I probably wouldn't realistically be in a place, in a place at least in the near future, where I'm going to be in that in that position. So, it might be something where I'd have to rely on maybe friends or family who I know have got VR headsets to to maybe have a little pop around there and and hope mm. that they've got it to to try it out. Because I, I'd at least check it out, you know, because I'd be curious as to to what they've done. But um, yeah, I don't think that they would. Uh, they they'd actually they, they didn't turn that on on Forty, which is interesting. We don't have to spend too much time on it, but if you remember back at the Xbox One X um, announcement, or was it the Series X announcement? One of the two. They they talked about how the console was VR ready. Um, oh, did they? So yeah, I don't they, that. yeah, I think it was the One X. Um, uh, it was yeah. They they spoke. You know, in the the initial announcement, um, where they were talking about four K and things things like that, they they specifically spoke about the hardware being VR ready. So it's obviously at some point that they likely had plans. Um, 
I don't know why, because the Xbox OS is essentially built on Windows, why they mm. couldn't just make it compatible with other headsets um, that, that are compatible on PC. I imagine that would likely introduce a massive headache for them, admittedly. But yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a bit, bit of a shame, like I say, for people who for people who like like that that platform. But um, obviously, you had that fan project, and then Luke, I don't know yes. if you saw the the Halo ODST Unreal 5 demo that yeah. someone created, which looked, looked cool great. as shit. It yeah. looked, it looked <laughs> really, really good. Um, yeah. yeah uh, so I, I would, I, I, speaking of just, um, I guess Halo spin-offs, that VR would be, I, I would really like to see them sort of delve into that um, area of Halo again in the future, you know, some something different. Um, I, I think you know you can make a Halo horror game with the flood, possibly something completely different, um, something in that universe that's just different to playing the Chief. I'd love, love for them to do that. And and that Unreal Five demo of of ODST just really got me excited for what they could do in the future. It took me back to playing ODST as well, which uh, which I really really enjoyed. So they're actually doing a co op live stream right now, actually for for Halo Infinite. For anyone that might be interested, check it out after oh, the okay. show. Obviously, mm. but, obviously. Uh, yeah. Did you um did you see the Unreal Engine five version of Elder Scrolls six as well that they did? I didn't. Um yeah go yeah look at it on Elder YouTube Scrolls yeah, 6. yeah Elder Scrolls six someone's sort of a a a, a, um, a sort of fan creation i guess of what it could look like in ue5 and yeah i promise you you watch and you think oh for fuck's sake why don't they just make it in ue5 because this looks fantastic <laughs> it would in to be honest it sounds similar for halo to be honest it's just like you know ue5 i think is going to be such a massive engine for this generation that we're just going to wish most games were actually on it i think graphically yeah yeah i've got another one for you um skate 4 Anyone into oh, skateboarding? I was going to bring. I was going to bring this up actually. Yeah, an interesting on. one. Uh, yeah, so they uh, they have announced that skate, uh, not skate four, skate uh, will uh, be uh, free to play, hmm. uh, and it will be a live service game. Which, um, yeah, I don't know everybody else's thoughts on this, but mine have been quite quite fluid on it because I, I really like skate actually. So I was excited when EA were bringing it back. Um, and then I heard this news and then my, I've kind of gone up and down with it. So yeah, I don't know. Anybody into skate in particular? I was Tony Hawk's the whole way. I could never get into skate. It's that whole twin stick yeah. thing. I could just never get my head around it. I just, yeah, I yeah, don't know. Bit... I've really struggled. Well, I liked it personally. I had the first one. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Scott? Skate, um, not not too much. I was massively into Tony Hawk um, yeah. when I was younger. Uh, I used to try to skateboard yeah, so when 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 I was a youth, <laughs> um, but I kind of fell off that bandwagon around that time. So I've played a little bit of it, um, but not 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 an awful lot to to be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's um, it's an interesting one because I think. Most people's reaction to hearing that news who are looking forward to skate in particular is to kind of recoil at it and go, don't want that, you know, don't yeah. want that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it it does make a lot of sense because it's, it's not as if um, the skate games did particularly well 
commercially. You know, they were very yeah. fan beloved, but they're not huge sellers because skateboard games, you know, apart from the heyday of the Tony Hawk games, which was just that era, you know, they're not like super massive commercial successes. Um, and I think it kind of makes sense to make it live service if you do it right, like if they've got enough content and you can kind of just enjoy yourself on your own if you want, or you can join like, you know, skate parks, you know, big environments where people come together. Um, and I think it's a game that's really ripe for cosmetic microtransactions in particular, um, yeah. just owing mm. to skate culture, etc. So, and I, and I even think that that's not necessarily a bad thing for a free to play game. Like you can do some really cool stuff. I think that, that, as long as it's not egregious. Um, I did have horror, you know, envisage like horror in my head of like, you know, having to pay 50p to unlock the Ollie or something like that. Uh, (laughs) Oh my God, imagine. Like super ridiculous, but I don't think they'll restrict like any moves or anything like that. Well, look, you say that. So they've specifically said there'll be no pay to win elements, which obviously is is good to hear. But there was one particular phrase that I read, which I'm not too sure that you see in which did worry me a little bit and i don't know if this came from them directly it was i think it was in the article from the verge um which let me just see if i can find it um so what what he said was so the microtransactions are primarily going to be about cosmetics and convenience now the convenience bit is the bit Mm. that worries me a little bit because what 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 is convenience in in, but in is there is there time bound things that you can then spend money to speed up? Oh think, well, well that that's the concern. The, what what could yeah. it, what could it be? Is it a, a way to speed up progress? In which case, that would, in yeah. my opinion, be pay to win. Yeah. Um, but they've specifically said it's not pay to win. So um, I'd be really curious to understand exactly what they mean by that because cosmetics fine but yeah the, the using the word convenience when talking about microtransactions really does worry me personally it would about about any about any game that 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 went that went through unless unless they mean convenience related to cosmetics in the sense of rather than grind to unlock x y and z you can just buy it yeah, um, it it could yeah. it could be that. Yeah, I guess it was just the way they said cosmetics and, and convenience. convenience. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't just oh, it's for cosmetics and you can pay to get them or you can grind them out. They, they, they specifically mentioned it as, as its own thing. So obviously, we'll we'll have to wait and see with those sorts of things. I guess it is just a case of you know I don't don't want to uh, judge too much, but yeah, you know when they use language like that, um, it's you know. It, it, just worries me a, a, a little bit, basically. So, mm. yeah, it's an interesting one. It's it's definitely interesting, um, but we'll you know give them the benefit of the doubt until they deliver something, and then we'll see if it's a you know Diablo Immortal or something. <laughs> but, um, oh, yes. Yeah, Christ, I think as, I, I think as long as they're transparent about what they're doing, which I think they've said they will be. Yes, um, but I yeah, you can't. You can't monetize off a lot of things in that genre. Like the only thing you can realistically yeah. monetize is is uh, cosmetics because it makes total sense to do that. Yeah. Um. So I'm interested to see what they do mean by convenience. Um. Yeah. But who knows? 
I do yeah, um, like what they've. Sorry, go on, flap apologies. No, no, go on, no, go on. I was going to slightly change the subject. So, 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 so what he's going to say? I was just going to say I like what I like what they're doing in terms of how they're rolling the game out. I think it's a really interesting yeah. and unique approach. You know, with with what they've shown, like really, really, I think they call it pre 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 alpha footage, yeah. um, which I think is really good. It's not often we see that side of game development. You know, developers are often try to keep everything as close to the chest as possible and shows at the very last moment in its best possible state. I really like what they've done actually with um, getting the community involved in the development of the game early by doing play tests and showing us really, really early footage. Um, that kind of gives me confidence in the game itself as a game and the gameplay that I'll, that I'll offer. Um, but, it's an ear published free to play game, which um, in itself offers some some cause for concern. I mean, they've got a track record with Apex, which went well, um, but they've also got a track record with Battlefront Two, which didn't go so well. So we'll we'll see where it lands on on that spectrum, I guess. Well, I was just going to mention you. You mentioned about how you know skateboarding doesn't necessarily open itself up to monetization but i was playing fall guys the other day and i'm really surprised that well i mean you're essentially i mean you your base skin and you're essentially a, a bipedal pink blob running around um but it's just it seems like a strange thing because it's not really much you can do with cosmetic i mean i know you can get outfits and costumes and stuff but there's unlike fortnite where you can pick weapon skins and, and you get a different glider and you know it's kind of franchised to some degree i just i don't know i just find four guys a bit strange when it comes to their monetization side of things anyone else found that i, I love that monetization stuff i think it's great <laughs> do you i think yeah i think they have ton like the amount of different skins you can have for your blob um you know the, the <laughs> they're really creative ones sometimes and then other times as well they're like super uh funny takes on popular culture stuff um yeah. the uh the Jin Sakai one comes to mind uh they did the um the near automata ones as well which were really yeah. good two and two bean just the name of it as well that is, yeah. was, was pretty, uh, i think they did cool. um they're doing pushing as well the the meme cat as well uh yeah so um yeah I, re I really like it I, re I really think uh i think it's um i mean there's so much they did aloy i think they've done it you know they've done a lot so yeah there's um, i guess that you know in terms of quantity there's lots but i, I don't know i just um, yeah i don't know perhaps perhaps i'm being a bit mean on it like i say you just get to see the back of the character uh, i don't know it just doesn't seem there's much they can do it other than just the costume skin i guess but perhaps i'm just being yeah, a bit mean yeah. on the franchise I mean that that's the thing it's you you've got like emotes you've got um the color you've got um obviously the upper lower uh the accessories you've even got like the the winning screen as well unfortunately i yeah. haven't seen that an awful yeah. lot but they've got that one at the moment where it's like the assassin's <laughs> creed um pause where it's kind of on top of a building like scanning and it kind of pans round and it makes the noise um so there's a lot that they can do what i will say on four guys though is i really dislike what they've done when they've gone to the free-to-play model previous the the previous way of handling it before when free to play was far superior to to what they've switched to unfortunately and the mm. price of some of the cosmetics were really really expensive i would have bought mm. the halo master chief one um 
but it was like 10, 15 quid or something for like this little shitty bean costume just to look like Master Chief. Um, and I was like, it's it's too much. While in the past, what they've done is they linked it to an event and it was you could earn it through playing the yeah. game uh mm-hmm. as well which obviously is a is a much better better way of doing it so um they've got a currency on there called kudos and i've got like one hundred and twenty thousand kudos at the moment and nothing to spend that that on because you've got to use the new show box to buy it so i think they can do some pretty cool stuff and they've done some cool stuff with the cosmetics but i just think the way that they monetize it now unfortunately is not is not great and discourages me from doing it but um Epic did the same with Rocket League. I actually, oh, maybe shame on me. I used to buy some of the stuff on Rocket League and then they went free to play. And the way that they switched that put me off completely and I haven't spent a penny on that since. Um, which is a bit of a shame because, I mean, to be fair, in my opinion, every game does that. Skins on Sea of Thieves are too expensive. Skins on Fortnite are too expensive, yeah. in my opinion. Skins on Halo are too expensive um, from, from my perspective. So, yeah, that's just the free-to-play way, I'm afraid. Um Things cost a lot of a lot of mm. a lot of money, but I think with skate, you know, you you go, it's going to be very much like Fortnite. You're going to have custom skateboards. You're going to have people dressed as I don't know, bloody um, Darth Vader on a skateboard, no doubt. I remember Darth Maul in Tony Hawk um, uh, back yeah. back in the day. Um, they'll probably have emotes and 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 things like that, no, no doubt. They can very. Uh, it's essentially going to be like Fortnite, I imagine, from a cosmetic perspective uh in 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 a sense uh which theoretically could be very very good um at least (laughs) financially for for them if they if they if they get the pricing right Mm. Mm. um one other one i was going to raise was did anyone get anything console related in the amazon prime day uh, sales because um i know that the expansion card for series x and s was on sale. I think you could get a one terabyte for about £155, roughly. Um, Scott, you've got a Series S. Was you was you tempted by that at all? Or, or do you never really run out of, of room on the Series S, do you think? 155 quid for a one terabyte drive. They can sod off flat. Absolutely right. no chance. Um, I actually took offence. I tweeted Jason Ronald about this, actually. Did you? No reply. <laughs> um, but Amazon listed the RRP of the drive at 255 quid when it's actually 220 quid, which annoyed me a little bit because it made hmm. it seem like the, the, the discount was much bigger than it was. I mean, it was a good price based on what the RRP is, but... <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm happy just to manage the space that I've got on my Series S. Um, it's just, it's too expensive. It's a terabyte of SSD storage for 150 quid when it's on sale. You could get much faster, much more reliable drives um, for the PlayStation 5, which are one terabyte with a heatsink for under 100 quid. Um, if you were looking to upgrade the storage on your PS5. So I think that price difference is actually something that Microsoft really need to address, particularly as we get, further into the generation and people's hard drives start to start to fill up i still got a significant number of xbox one games that i've got an external drive but as more and more series x and s games come up i'm not going to have that luxury um and it's just it's far too expensive at the moment they need to work with more suppliers to get more options out there and ideally they need to offer a custom solution for people who are comfortable doing so on the same way that playstation do i much prefer what sony did with the playstation 5 uh, because i'd be comfortable installing ssd and i can understand why a lot of people wouldn't but i really think they need to have 
that that option. So um, I know people that picked it up, they'll flap. Um, uh, I oh, really? know a few people that that picked it up. Actually, a, a few people went and uh, and dipped on it because they they saw that. But it's still too expensive for for that much hard drive space for what is effectively just a. It's not even particularly fast. It's just a fairly standard SSD. It's in a small form factor, the two two three zero form factor, I think, and then it's got a CF Express adapter. It, it shouldn't be as expensive uh, as it is. Well, I've got to be honest. I mean, I've got obviously one terabyte Series X, and I, there's never been one moment in time where I thought, "I wished I had more disk space." To be honest, not about Luke and Pucks. Um, yeah, it, uh, the fact that they offer this in the first place, uh, and for the price that it is, just seems absolutely crazy to me. To be honest, and like you say, you know, you, I finish a game, I delete the game, uh, move on to the next one. Really, I don't have a huge backlog that I've got ready and downloaded, but. Uh, yeah, Luke, ever wished you had more storage on a Series X or or not? Uh, no, no. Um, yeah. I, do, I always tend to have about three, four hundred gigs free. Um, the mm. only one that I ran out on uh, a couple of times was the PS5, but that's just because it's smaller usable space yeah. anyway. Uh, and even then it was just because I was pissing about, really. Uh, I actually did uh, partake in the... Uh, Amazon Day of Consumerism, uh, and I, uh, mm-hmm. I got. I, funnily enough, I got an SSD. Uh, I got the oh. um, the Western Digital uh, SN850 Black, which is the one terabyte. Oh. It's the one that's advertised, you know, great for PS5. Mm. Uh, but I didn't get it from my PS5. I was going to build a new rig, basically, okay. uh, and it was a really good deal. On a these NVMe drives now, I I've been out of the game of buying PC hardware for a little bit because obviously yeah. I haven't needed to. Like the speeds on these things are just unbelievable now. Like that, yeah. You can get drives that are just you know significantly faster than the PS5, hmm. which at the time was absolutely bleeding edge in terms of SSD speed. Yeah. Uh, for peanuts, I got a one terabyte. Uh, of that, which is the one with the heatsink. Admittedly, I got the VAT off, but it was eighty pounds. Wow! Um, yeah. So you know, it's just it's just bonkers. Um, but I think I'll probably you know may stick it in the PlayStation Five for a bit and see how I go with it. Really? You know? um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, why not? Um, so yeah, that's the that's the only thing I've got. But generally, like I don't under like. <laughs> I see this a lot on Twitter sometimes, like, oh, I've got, you know, five external uh, hard drives, you know, <laughs> five terabytes, and I'm just I'm running. Why? Yeah, exactly. Why? What are you ever going to play? Like, what yeah, are you yeah. doing? Like, who, like, you can store realistically, unless you're getting Call of Duty Warzone, in which case you probably store another game. But, <laughs> like, on these, you know, one terabyte SSD, you can get... In terms of big games, maybe six, seven big games, maybe more. Yeah. Um, with a bunch of little, you know, smaller projects, indie games, etc., and everything in between. How many? Why have you got, you know, seventeen and a half thousand additional drives external to that? Like with games on, I just don't. I do not understand it at all, and I, I don't get the complaints about, you know, I mean, obviously it's a bit more. Um, out there for the ps5 because it does have st- smaller space but even then like you're not like i've got i don't know six seven big games installed on that and a couple of indies yeah. i'm never going to play them all but they're just there so i think it's isn't it digital holding 
<laughs> it must be, yeah, it must be. These, yeah. these people must live in, like, surrounded by cereal packets and, yeah. you know, like, paper towels and just have 17 yeah. hard drives piled up. It's just obscene. Yeah. I just don't... It's just not... It's, to me, it's, like, not a valid criticism of, you know, having, oh, when I got, you know, PS5 has 825 and the Series X has only, you know, a terabyte. And then the the Series S only ha- only has 512. Yeah. Like you can yeah. still fit a good number of games yeah. on any of that. So what are you doing? Do you not just delete the games when you're completely done with them? Yeah. Apparently I mean, not. I've got on my series S, I think I've got doom eternal halo infinite most chief collection, which is like over hundred gig itself. Big, yeah. Um, yeah. I've got another three or four um, smaller games on, on, on there as well. I've got to be a little bit more conscious of um, storage on, on my series X. So uh, I think I would see if thieves on there on there as well, which is like forty or fifty gig. Um, I think the the problem uh, with the five twelve on the Series S is like it actually ends up being about three hundred and sixty gig yeah. overall once like the system storage has, has come out. But uh, I'm kind of the same, you know. I, I've just got to be a little bit more conscious because like on the X, I kind of just can forget about something yeah. and only worry about it when it when it's full. But Series S, if I'm switching between games or a new game comes out, I've got to be a little bit more conscious. But it doesn't take away from the fact that the the options that Microsoft have for upgrading storage, if you are one of these digital orders of games, are severely limited uh, and unfortunately much more expensive um, for Xbox owners compared to PlayStation owners, um, which, which is a shame. And I really hope that they, they address it. You know, the console's been out almost two years now or two years later this year. And they've still only partnered with Seagate. Um, the two terabyte yeah. options, like 400 quid, RRP or something. You just buy another Series X at that point. You just have half your games yep. on one and half your games on the other. You know, it's that it's that bloody expensive. Um, so they they really do need to address it in in in, in my opinion um, because it's it's just it's not it's not great at all. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, just before we round up, Pucks, anything to add on the storage side of things? Have you um, have you ever run out of storage on the Series X? No, not really. I mean, I've. I mean, there have been times I've been less than a hundred gig left, but as as Luke was saying, it's at that point it's like, oh, why have I not got that? Why have I not got much space left? It's like, oh, it's because I've got these games that I was playing ages ago, which I finished and just didn't delete. And it's like, yeah, before I know it, I've got another three hundred gig to spare, and I just I just crack on. I'm I'm of the same mindset. I I appreciate people for whatever, for their own reasons love to have everything installed and want this massive list of ten thousand games to play at any instant but i just don't yeah i agree that you know if i want to play a game i'll just look at my library and then go oh download it i mean yeah Yeah. arguably some people may not have the benefit of having super fast internet so i can appreciate for larger downloads people may want that locally stored and just transfer it over to your internal drive when you want to play it but outside of that i think a lot of the well a lot of network nearly all networks now support unlimited downloads and decent enough speeds that it would should take no more than a couple of hours at most to download a, a 90 gig game right so especially if you're hardwired uh, internet so you know i don't understand it i, I i've personally had no trouble with it and, and i think part of the problem box well, is in the states the they don't have the luxury that we do i think in the uk they've got data caps are fairly common over there um yeah that's a good point so yeah. there's 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 no i mean even then you know um you know, you're not going to be downloading terabytes of games a, a month, I, I suspect. Um, but obviously, if you're on a decent internet connection, I don't know what you guys are on, but I'm on like 500 meg down. 
so I can download a game fairly quickly if, if, if I was interested. Um, uh, originally, when I was on slow internet, I would have Series X games on an external that I could swap across. Um, I don't know why I didn't really need to do it, to be perfectly honest, but now it's just quicker to re-download the bloody thing because it's unlimited and, and, and fast enough anyway. But I guess in other parts of the world, they don't have that luxury where the internet isn't quite as fast or the data caps are more prevalent where they may want to store those games for, for, for that reason, maybe. I agree with what you say that about the um, in the US, and that might be why they like to have external storage, but... I know. I remember when first when we all first saw the um, Xbox when it was first announced, and how they say that oh, you've got external storage, it acts like a memory card. And then the moment they said proprietary connector, it was like oh Christ, the case. It's gonna, it's got, it's going to forever cost the bomb. It's never going to drop in price because most people <laughs> aren't going to just mass buy them to the point where the demand goes so high that the price goes down. And I know people are slating on the um, PS5 having an internal SSD and how it was a bit ropey. To, to get into it to install if you've not if you're not into tech or that kind of thing but but there's instruction guides to these things to the point where it's I'd like to have thought that Xbox could have just rather than having like this slot to try to make it really easy make it just a slot a tiny bit more difficult by having to just unclip a little little door or something and then you just got access to your SD like an M.2 yeah. drive type thing and like, I feel like that would have been beneficial in the longer run because let's face it M.2 drives are going to are dropping in price and they will continue to drop in price the more popular they become. So whereas that's not going to be the case for a proprietary Seagate, whatever the hell it's called. So yeah, I wouldn't be buying one. It's the long story. (laughs) Long story short. (laughs) I have one one more uh, topic if you want, Flap. Quick one. Yeah, go for it. Just... uh, as, as we were chatting, actually, um, the space horror genre continues its upward <laughs> ascent to more titles uh, because they've actually announced a new uh, Alien game, uh, which is a single-player action horror, which is coming to PC, console, and VR. Um, and it's by Svios who typically make VR games. I think they've made some of the Walking Dead stuff uh, before. Um, and yeah, so we're getting another another alien. This will probably be, I guess, from the description, the closest to an alien isolation sequel. Um, so uh, I'm excited. Well, on paper, but I don't know how is this, it'll turn out. Is this in addition to the alien game that was in the Summer Game Fest? Yes, the isometric weird crap thing that they showed off yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, in okay. addition to that so, so this oh, is brand wow. new they only announced it about an hour ago uh so, okay. so wow. stay tuned no no consoles um announced as in you know we don't know what it's coming to but it is coming to console coming to vr yeah. coming to pc it's not a vr game from the sounds of it it's it's a you know a game mm. that is also available on vr now uh, that would be shit your pants <laughs> In VR. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It depends on how they <laughs> how they did it, but uh, yeah, maybe a PSVR two title that would be that would be really cool. wow. Imagine that. Um, that would be scary. And uh, yeah, uh, especially if they're focusing on action horror, you know that that's it's cool. Mm. And it's set between the first Alien and uh, the sequel Aliens, so um, it's a oh, new okay. story. That's cool. Um, so that's that's Fantastic. yeah. Just thought any any anybody going to rush out and. Scare themselves to death with the xenomorphs. Flap, would you would you play it? 
No, I'm not a big Aliens fan. I know I'm in a minority. <laughs> I, I hold my hand up. I, I acknowledge that. I, I just don't find them scary. I don't think. Uh, the, the bit where they're kind of chasing you, you see in the blip, on, you know, and you see them getting closer. I get that whole thing, but that seems like a bit of a one-trick pony that's that's kind of done to death now. Now, I do think that in a VR world, that would be shit-your-pants scary. Um, but... Yeah, it feels like that's done for me, if I'm honest. But I appreciate I'm in a minority. Did you play Alien Isolation? I started to. I couldn't get into it, but I came to it very late. So perhaps yeah, I need to give it yeah. another go. To be honest, yeah. Does it does it still while. hold up? Yeah, it it does. It, it really right. does. Yeah, it takes a while to get going though, because it's it's quite a couple of hours in before you actually get the xenomorph that comes into it, and only right. then does it really kick into gear. Yes. I, I obviously it, haven't it, got over my speed hump. Mm. Yeah, and it is it is pretty terrifying uh, when that happens oh, okay. because it's uh, it's yeah you you're pretty defenseless, so it's a real struggle. Right. And the xenomorph has a really good AI, so it uh, it <laughs> does kind of random prowls. It will go up in vents wow. and do random prowl. Like it's it's pretty unnerving. So uh, yeah, it's it's cool. I'd suggest. Um, Maybe try and get if you can get past the first couple of yeah. hours, which are a bit of a slog. Um, yeah, I certainly need to give that a go, perhaps. Yeah, Scott Pucks, any any aliens love for the for the xenomorphs? I'm afraid I'm not a, similar to Flack in a way. I'm not a massive fan. <laughs> I don't mind the films, but like the games. Okay, well, that's good. Oh no, yeah. I like the films. Yeah, well, don't get me wrong; it's the games I've not been a massive fan of. But to equally, be fair, I will admit I've not played a lot of them either so yeah and also really to be fair there aren't many good alien games like there's only really been one great alien game and that was isolation i think the, the rest... only one i played recently was is it fire team not like the four-player co-op one yeah Which, yeah, like, yeah i, yeah. I, and I wasn't yeah, super impressed with it <laughs> graphically yeah, we played that, didn't we? But the gameplay yeah. just sucked ass <laughs> yeah it's eloquently put it does, uh, I mean, it does uh, suck bomb quite a bit um yeah it's yeah it's okay it's not bad i think the problem is that alien games they either go well they do either one or two things either they go like more alien as in the first film mm, horror mm. straight out all out horror or they go to aliens the second film which was more of an action film both great films but when you translate them to to games i think it's hot it's a lot easier to do a horror game in the alien world than it is an action game because if you just confront it with like the fighting elite one like waves of you know uh xenomorphs and the fundamental gameplay is not that interesting you're just mowing them down it's not yeah. really fun like it's not particularly engaging um and they always tend to do them in like horde mode scenarios, which means that the AI is just kind of brain dead, really. It's not trying yeah, to yeah. trip you up or anything. Um, if you do horror games, I think that it's just the perfect template for it because you you can do a survival horror game so well. And you everybody can see the amount of horror, like big horror games that have been influenced by Alien in general. Like Dead Space is just, I mean, it's basically a homage to, to, to Alien, you know, um, yeah. with a bit more action. Um but yeah, it's uh, I know what you mean. Um, it's it's difficult, Scott. What about you? Yeah, you yeah. Um, I, I'm far more interested in this than the Aliens game that was announced at Summer Games yeah, Fest. Yeah, that was terrible. That <laughs> yeah, really I'll, I'll say I'll say I'll say that much. Um, I, I like Pucks. I, I tried Fire Team Elite, and 
Um, you know, they, they might as well have been rats, not um, yeah. xenomorphs. You know, um, I, I didn't really um, vibe with that at all. So I, I'm, I'm more interested in this than pretty much any alien game for for a long time. Obviously, we'll, we'll wait and wait and see um, uh, what what it looks like when when they release it. If it is a little bit more like the Alien Isolation, then hopefully they'll they'll, they'll be they'll be onto something. I'm not familiar with the developer though, so. Yeah, that, that always gives me pause. Um, I don't think they've made anything. I have that page up. Let's see. They made Creed Rise to Glory. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, The Walking Dead Onslaught. Yeah, a lot of heavy PSVR, SteamVR, Oculus mm. titles. Yeah. So I wonder if it's maybe... a game that's going to be much better in VR than it is as a standalone game based on, you know, maybe the experience that they that they have got. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Did you like? Pr- quite... Is it Promethean the movie? Oh, Prometheus. Yeah, yeah. Prometheus. Yeah. Sorry, that, yeah. that that's yeah. it. Did, did, did you like Halo that look? Um, I, I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I did actually. Yeah. Um, I know some people were were a bit down on it, but I I quite liked it. I also quite liked Alien Covenant, uh, which again people were a bit down on because of the uh, <laughs> the backstory they gave to the Xenomorphs. Well, I guess the yeah. fact that they gave them a backstory is all um, people didn't like. But yeah, Prometheus is pretty cool. I quite I quite like Ridley, Ridley Scott stuff. Yeah. So um, I was going to say, I, I, I enjoyed it. And I was quite surprised that the reaction was generally fairly yeah. negative from, from what I remember at, at the time. But I saw that the the cinema, and I remember quite quite liking it. So pro- it's, it's my it's, surprise, uh, I think. Yeah, uh, well, it's probably because you're not like a weird, obsessive fan of things. <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, you can look at something and not think that a franchise is ruined by it, uh, which, you know, because Prometheus is like, it's a pseudo prequel to the Alien films. It's not like yeah. full on, but um, yeah, the, the same reaction came out of Covenant, basically, which was an actual sequel. Um, but uh, I'm always quite surprised nobody has ever done uh, a survival horror game, but uh, Predator. Like it always quite shocks me. Oh, that, that would be good. I yeah, love that Predator. Would, that would be good. Yeah, amazing, right? Like, and and it's not yeah. a horror Predator per se, but like you could do like a really cool scenario where you yeah. are, you know, just drop me in the in the jungle. You know, I can just be imagine dead. imagine walking <laughs> around and you just see the three dots moving around yeah, those three red yeah, dots. You, oh, shit. Yeah, you could do like <laughs> that. A cool, that would be intense. Cool that wouldn't it? It would. Yeah, yeah because in the past, actually, um, I think was it that because yeah. there was a Predator game that came out. A good while ago now, wasn't there? Which I think a lot of people were hoping that it would be like this proper uh, horror oh, hunting ground. Yeah, yeah which is pretty pants. Wasn't there a mind. wasn't there a Predator versus Alien as well game? Or was yeah, that just a, a film? AVP. It was a game. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I thought it game. was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, I'm pretty surprised they'd never done that. I mean, it'd be really intense if you got the AR right. It'd be a really intense experience. Oh like, yeah, imagine that. You could just keep <laughs> shouting, you know, various. Dutch references uh, all the way well, especially the, especially the, if they if, if they mimicked the film and you had, had a kind of a crew of people and they were just getting picked off one at a time or they could even do like a like a um an until dawn kind of scenario where you could actually yeah, opt really to, idea, to keep actually. people alive yeah, yeah that would be yeah. of course the more people alive probably the easier the game would potentially be I guess but yeah that would be pretty yeah. cool yeah, you could do that. Um, yeah, it's a shame. Well, we've got shit Predator games. Uh, yeah. It's such I'm a just, great franchise. 
I'm just looking here. I'm trying to find like predator games. So there was predator hunting grounds, obviously, which I don't think did particularly well. Um, there was Predator VR, apparently, oh, uh, released in 20, 2018, allegedly developed by 20th Century Fox. But then everything's just alien. Everything's just alien. Like yeah. there's very little Predator mm. representation um, from yeah. from what I can see. There was even an Aliens versus Pinball. Think, aren't they? Back, <laughs> back in 2016, there, there you go. Classic, the classic that is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fantastic. But we're getting we're getting more 80s film stuff. Uh, you know, we've got hmm. a RoboCop uh, game announced. Oh, that's true. Day. Yeah. So you know, maybe there's room out there for another Predator game. Hmm. How do you feel who, about who the RoboCop game? Uh, it's by Nacon, isn't it? Um, and I was kind. Of, I heard about it, and I just wrote it off instantly because I was like, "There's no way this is going to be good." But having looked at it, it looks quite yeah, I fun. That. Like it looks all right. Um, mm. um, so yeah, again, big fan of RoboCop. So um, you know, a bit more obscure a franchise, I guess, compared to Aliens and Predator. But uh, I, th- I thought it looked okay. You know, yeah. I just I always the the problem with all these games is they never have huge development budgets or high profile developers attached to them, so mm. you only ever get like a a game that's it it doesn't get a huge amount of time or money uh, or talent to be blunt. Like you know, if you put I don't know, you know, Sony Santa Monica on one of them, like I'm sure they could make an amazing one of those games, but you only ever get you know some weird team that 20th century fox have gone yeah you know chuck it to yeah. them um so <laughs> uh yeah I, I, but it's cool i mean there's a lot of it's, there's a there's a lot of franchises out there that are ripe for really good games um i think there's still new terminator ones as well coming out isn't there isn't mm. there like a survival um like a survival style terminator game coming out as well i'm sure i'm sure they announced that a couple of weeks ago or something like that survival so. style Hmm. Yeah, something like a like a survival game set in the Terminator universe, like a I remember, end of day style. Was that not was that not the same people that are developing the RoboCop game, Luke? I'm pretty sure it was announced at the, pretty much the same time. Might wasn't be, it? yeah, it might be. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it was the same same people. Okay. So, um, last question, I think, before we finish one 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 for Luke. Then, obviously, for for for, for you all, if if you do get this Predator game, Luke, hmm. who who's who's the ideal studio to to make it for you? That's a good question. Um, you speak about maybe they the don't get the talent. If you if you could put one studio in the world on either an alien or a predator game, I guess who who, well, who would you like to see w- try? It? Would it be third or first person? Do you think? Uh, I think you would have to if you if you're making the game. I'm thinking of it be first person. My first pitch person. is right. Alien Isolation, but Predator. It's a very basic pitch. Yeah. So <laughs> really, you should just get. To the bank. Um, <laughs> yeah, you should just get Creative Assembly to do it because uh, they did Alien Isolation. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they would know exactly how to do it, and they would do it well. Um, other than that, um, maybe you get someone like uh, Striking Distance after they've made Callisto Protocol because they've got like a really good yeah horror backdrop. Yeah. People like they would probably mm. be very competent. They would get good funding to do it. Get time. Yeah, someone like that. Someone like that. Or just, you know, That's put that Naughty yeah. Dog. We could put in the PUBG universe as well. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, put in the PUBG universe. That's, that's how you sell it to yeah. Grafton. <laughs> and they'd be like, well, no, I'm sure it was. Bit- no, no, don't worry. 
<laughs> that always seemed weird to me. Just, just, just write the check, please. Write that yeah. check. Yeah. I'll have a hundred million dollars, please. Um, Fantastic. Well, there's lots of um, Arnie comments in the chat. Get nice. to the chopper. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thanks for for Anderson on that one, Luke. Uh, just just for for my memory, um, what was the game called? Who's it by? Uh, so I think. I think it's it. They haven't even announced the name. It's just uh, oh, wow. a new alien aliens game, and it's by Savoyos, um, the studio that's making it. Fantastic, excellent, hot off the press news whilst the show's been yeah. on. Fantastic, that's cool. Well, thank you very much, GPG crew. It's uh, it's been an absolute delight. A little bit more of an open forum tonight rather than the the strict kind of topic after topic after topic. But I kind of like that. It tends to flow a little bit better sometimes. Uh, chat. Thank you very much for. Being along for the ride, always an absolute pleasure. Uh, and we do love interacting with the, the comments in the chat. Jibichi Guru, thank, thank you for being here. We're, uh, second time in the row where all four of us have been in the same virtual room. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, again, keep an eye on the schedule. Unfortunately, work is still absolutely crazy. So I know for a fact I can't do it next Thursday. But uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted via our Discord channel. And if, you, um, if you're not... Uh, a member of our Discord channel, I do highly recommend you just check it out. The uh, the link will be in the description below. Come along, we're a friendly bunch, and the uh, the news and comments continue outside of the show. Um, if you are new, obviously a like, share, and subscribe would be hugely welcomed as well. But uh, no, thank you very much, everyone, um, and we will see you on the next one. Goodbye.